every vinyl record has two sides. And this is the Sounds on Vinyl B-Side Show. And from the Grand Anarchy Studio in Sweden and the Speakeasy Studio in the U.S., here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl B-Side Show. My name is Phil Boyer, and as always, from across the vast sea, the land of the Vikings, my brother from another mother, Mr. Mike Svensson. Mike, how the hell is it going over there in Sweden? Well, um, it's going really good. I, I, I was a bit taken aback because I, I was missing like drinking out of the horns. And, and, and so I, I, I always brace myself for that. But it's <laughs> so you know by now that oh, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll, oh, we'll get to drinking from the horns. Lord, I shouldn't mention that. <laughs> Damn it. Well, once again, my friend, we have a special act with us today. We do. We do. A person from a band. And are we going to introduce him? Yes. What do you think? Do it. Yeah. Frederick, are you yes. there, my friend? I'm very much here, okay, alive and cool. uh, almost kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Frederick is uh, a part of a three-part band called Pig with two Gs. Two Gs. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. They're from yeah. Gothenburg. And if I would do uh, try to summon up their music, for me, it sounds like... Uh, Heavy influenced seventies rock and roll, with mm-hmm. uh, influences of Kiss, White Snake, Bad Company, and Lissy. Very bluesy stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. But without summing up Pig correctly, what do you say, Frederick? Well, 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 absolutely. Uh, we uh, th- this pr- project, so to speak, started out a couple of years back when my yeah. very good friend and uh, lead singer, uh, producer, songwriter, guitarist uh, Pierre called me and. Uh, Asked, basically told me I, I have a rock and roll album in my body I need to get it out do you want to get on board yes or no and I, of course I said yes we've been working together way back in the beginning of the 90s when he produced an album uh, with a band called Road Rat that I was in back in the day that was actually nominated for a Swedish as we say in Sweden Grammys or the Swedish version of the Grammy Awards I guess. So uh, we knew each other from way back and uh, shared a lot of musical references. I took a lot of influence from him. So when he called me, uh, I was honored, happy. He's a good friend, of course, but we never actually had a project together where we played together. So so it's good fun, good fun. Yeah. So we, uh, we basically started out just... You know, setting the, the limits for what, what we were going to do. Yeah. And the, the, the starting point was to do just as you mentioned there, Michael, uh, 70s influenced rock album. And the uh, the ambition was to maybe record it live at first yeah, and f- add a few things afterwards, but uh, it, it turned into something else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But was that always like uh, a Paris uh, uh, conception of, of the sound that it was going to sound like this from like the get-go? Or was it something that just... Uh, Yes and no, because we, uh, we we didn't have any songs to start out with. We had a bunch of riffs. We had an idea what we wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, once we got together and shared ideas, we sent riffs back and forth to each other, shared a, few old, shared a few old demo tapes with each other and tried to sort out what would fit the project. And uh, pared some songs up his sleeve uh, that we could rework and... Uh, we wrote some material along the way, and um, so it, it all came together. And it's, it's been a few years since we started this project, actually. So uh, it has taken some time, and the songs have morphed into maybe something else that when we than what we expected from yeah. the from the beginning. Uh, but it's a good thing, yeah. Uh, just to let things you know stray in whatever direction. It may take, you yeah. know, yeah. not not set any specific rules, so to speak. So, no, okay. uh, but the base basics is, you know, create a good pop song, dress it up in a rock costume. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the main idea, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because that I dressing it up, I, I I hear a lot of 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 Beatles influences, especially in the yeah. vocal harmonies. 
it, very it's much right so, in. Yeah. yeah. So was that something? Because, like you mentioned before, you you uh, you came from like uh, different backgrounds with with songwriting and producing and playing in bands and so forth. Uh, was that a common factor for for you and 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 Per uh, with creating like vocal harmonies? Because I think that's when you, when you listen to your band, it's it's is struck a nerve with me, and 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 that's why I think it's it's really appealing to listen to to you guys. It's because there is mm -hmm. uh, you put a lot of effort into the songs. I think. Uh, yeah. Was that something that that you we needed to do it like this with with the vocal harmonies and 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 the playing and, and whatnot, or, or was it just that something that came came to be grow grew into it? Comes very naturally when when working with Per because he is a great singer and he yeah. uh, he he did a lot of producing back in the nineties. He actually produced somewhat well-known Swedish producer Max Martin when he started out. Okay. He had a rock and roll band in Stockholm called uh, okay. It's Alive. And they did a, a record basically around the same time that we did the Roadrat album. So we did yeah. that album and then he went on to produce a few songs with It's Alive. And I remember actually calling me afterwards and say, I, I just went to Stockholm. I worked with this. The band is great, but the singer is awesome, and his yeah. name is Martin. <laughs> uh, I, I, you need to check them out, you know. So yeah. uh, that was where it all started, and he was co-producing two tracks on that album. And yeah. if you listen, there's a song with that band called "Someone in the House," I think, where you can hear that Paris singing in the back of vocals together with Martin. Uh, oh, yeah. His very distinct voice. So he's he's. He was hired to do uh, because of his vocal abilities and to arrange yeah. vocals. Uh, and of course, he's a great songwriter. And as you mentioned, he's heavily influenced by the Beatles, yeah. among others. Uh, he, yeah. he's, he's a music nerd to the bone. <laughs> yeah, cool. So uh, I, I, we, we had no rules when it came to the pig songs. It, it just became what it became, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but the melody is always in focus and the strong vocal harmonies and vocal approach is always in, in focus because uh, he's he does it the old way yeah we don't use uh, melodyne we don't use auto tune and i actually uh, i recorded pair for uh, we did the cover of the black sabbath song hole in the sky and i was punching the vocals i i think for the first verse we did maybe 12 takes Okay. Uh, we added that, edited it together to to the first verse, and uh, then he did the seventies way to to dub the vocals. So he basically sang to his own edited. So it's a dub voice. So yeah. we went through the whole song, and it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> But he's very meticulous. Is that a word? Yeah. yeah. Is that a yeah. word? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So to get everything in place, and he's very you know, we don't use. Melodyne or auto tune or something like that. We do the old style. Cool. <laughs> Good All deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think we should like we come this far. I think we should listen to some pig. Here yeah. is a song called "Too Damn Loud." Here we go.
that was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I get a feeling, uh, Frederick. Correct me if I, if I'm wrong here, but I hear <laughs> a lot of um, both Lissy and Bad Company in this song. You do? I, I hate to to break your heart, but no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we love Bad Company and we love Finn Lissy, especially me. I'm a yeah. huge Lissy fan, and Snowy yeah. White is one of my favorite guitar player. Yeah. Lissy, but that's yeah. another topic. Anyway, uh, we. Uh, I think the base basics for this song was actually, um, uh, and you can hear it in the beginning. I think at, at, with the riff, it was a song by CC Top, yeah, called "I Guts to Get Paid," which, oh. which actually is a, is a cover as well of an old rap song that Rick Rubin, the producer, suggested for CC Top. Okay, uh, for them to talk. Uh, we we love the production on that song. "I Guts to Get Paid." It's on their latest studio album, I think. And we just wanted to do something. In, That sounded somewhat like that, you know, yeah, okay. the funky okay. rhythm, the, the heavily distorted guitar sounds, yeah. the groove and everything. So that's where it came from, I guess. Yeah. And, right. uh, and it morphed into, well, this song, Too Damn yeah. Loud. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I think there's a, still a lot of 70s stuff in there because I, mm-hmm. it's, it's the yeah. in, in, in the vocals and it, there is a, a couple of tunes from like the Bad Company's first album, I think, when, when they're taking it down a bit and and then you yeah. can hear like the bass playing of, of phil linnett and, and so forth because it's like an aura in there i i think so mm-hmm. even though yeah. you say it's sissy top and you're wrong and i'm <laughs> <laughs> well you know But, we, we all have our influence and we all yeah, yeah. it's yeah. A, a big bag of influence That yeah. you throw into everything that you do, actually. Yeah, yeah cool. But I have yeah. to ask you about the name, Pig, with two. Yeah. Teams. Why? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Or why not? Goes, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. <clears throat> that actually goes back to our very first meeting when we decided to put a band together because at the beginning it was uh, Paris lead singer uh, Ben Anderson as the drummer. Uh, who, by the way, owns the studio Nordic Sound Lab uh, oh my in Skara, where All right. many heavy metal and hard rock records are recorded yeah. and produced. And uh, it was me as a guitarist. And we had uh, Matthias Ia Eklund, the guitarist and singer from Free Kitchen, as the, the fourth part uh, of Pig. And we uh, we actually set up a meeting in a, a, a restaurant in, in Gothenburg, went there and one of the first things we we talked about was what are we going to call this you know and all sort of stupid names came flying through the air (laughs) and then uh, Matthias actually said well what about pig and then I said well we had we need to add another g so so it's more like the kiss you know because we're all big kiss fans so yeah yeah and that was basically it Yeah, cool. it was decided there and then. Pig yeah. is the name, and just let's go for it. Yeah. All right, nice, yeah. cool. Are you still writing and/or producing with other bands besides? Uh, no, uh, I think Pear might be doing. Um, I, 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 for a fact, I know we did some backing vocals for a Gothenburg-based band uh, called Million. Will release a new album later this year, I think. So uh, he he produced an album with them back in the day, and they decided to record a new album. And I think he did some backup vocals for them. But uh, basically, Pear does his own material and uh, Pig, and he has a few bands from the past that put out new material every now and then. Not maybe as organized as pig or i don't know okay. <laughs> but he has a project called a nurse uh basically pop music uh really really cool songs and there's so the latest album is on on the green dot listening service that you can find everywhere uh, so, <laughs> a lot of great songs and of course paris vocals is all over the place you know yeah a lot of great songs and he does yeah. his solo material no but yeah. he used to work in a studio didn't he Per. Yeah, uh, he had a, he worked in a studio called Apparat, Apparatus, and uh, he owns a studio together with um, a, a good friend who's actually doing the mixing for other pig songs called Hokan. Okay. They have a place called Bongo Recordings in Gothenburg, oh. where I, I actually spend some time. I, I 
little place there with my computer set up and everything. So, so yeah. 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 Cool. I think we should listen to uh, another song. Uh, this is yeah. Mouthwash. <laughs> If you haven't heard this band, it's Pig, P-I-G-G. Check them out on Spotify and all those cool streaming platforms around the globe. Mm-hmm. It's damn good. So mouthwash, Frederick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a few funny stories about that song, because uh, this was one of the demo tapes or or uh, almost finished, finished songs that Per had when we started the Pig Project, and it was from the beginning. It was supposed to be on a solo album. Okay. When we uh, went came into the first recording session, we listened to a lot of demos, and he pulled that song up and said, "This is the perfect Pig song. Why don't we do it right here and right now?" And we did. Yeah. Uh, and um, became a little heavier than uh, I think was. In- the attention from the from the beginning yeah uh but it turned out absolutely amazing i think uh it's a great song yeah i used to kid around with all my friends to say it's this is our version of the key song deuce (laughs) (laughs) has the same kind of rhythm you know yeah (laughs) great opening song so uh i think it will be the opening song on the uh upcoming album that will drop this fall oh cool cool yeah you it's get a great the, opener. 
Yeah, you get the feeling uh, listening to you play uh, all these songs that are out there that there is sort of like a, a laid back feeling uh, and it feels like you're having fun creating music. Um, have all those joint experience that you guys have like uh, with the producing and, and writing and, and, and doing uh, different parts in different bands, has that made you relax more in creating the music with pig i mean you're i mean you're older now i read somewhere with road rat were you like in in your early 20s yeah yeah well well the the laid-back feeling i i think uh, has something to do with that we're middle-aged men yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've come to yeah. peace with who we are and where yeah. we are and we're in our careers and everything pretty yeah. satisfied with everything and uh, the intention with this project was to uh, to create great music of course and yeah. uh, have fun with yeah. no drama you know we yeah. all like to hang out and we find that we all do different things, you know, but yeah. and it's, sometimes it's hard to, to get together and write songs and record. But when we do, it's always fun and it's a relaxed environment. And uh, we have the extreme luxury of uh, being able to spend time in Benga's studio, the Nordic Sound Lab in Skara, which is basically an old train station building that he rebuilt. So I think there's 10 or 11 studios in, in the same building oh, and Bang announced the um, the main studio where uh, they do a lot of recording for soil work, the knife flat orchestra and everything. Uh, so we spend time there yeah. recording and cool. having fun and they happen, you know, you, you can stay there for a week, they have a kitchen, you, you can sleep there for, for a couple <laughs> of days and basically have a good time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think that might re reflect in the music yeah. that's created. Yeah. I think it really does because because you can feel it. it it's sort of like especially because I I usually I, I listen to, on on my stereo, but I listen to a lot of stuff in in my headphones mm -hmm. when I walk around the city and 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 try to focus or or whatnot. I we talked about this before in in back episodes that you use music for for like different reasons and and listen to the pig. It's sort of like it's very relaxing. Listen to you play because it's it's sort of like soothing, and you can hear, almost hear you guys having fun. It's like you said, we're middle age, and, and it's it transcends in, into the music. So it's it's really cool. Sorry, I take I take that as a, as a big compliment because yeah. um, that's where it comes from. You know, we, yeah. we want to create great music, great songs, and we do. Uh, we spent obscene amounts of time getting it all together and make it sound like it does because the amount of work that Par puts in editing everything together because he's the producer for the album, it's just insane. And yeah. uh, when we, Håkan, our mixing guide, does the mixing at Bongo Recordings, he can spend five days for one song oh just God. because he wants to. Yeah. He doesn't have to, but he wants no, to because he wants, he wants to, to make it perfect. And we're, we're good yeah. friends with him since way back in the day yeah. as well. So uh, everybody wants it to sound as good as possible. Yeah. You know, no little detail is, no little stone is left unturned. No. And yeah. we, uh, it's the same part with, uh, with the mastering part. We did uh, the mastering for, for the songs with the, the cutting room in Stockholm, famous place. Yeah, They did a great job. And then Paris, a good friend living in Australia, uh, they recommended another place, a, a guy called Joe Cara, who's a great mastering engineer. So we, we decided to try to send him a few, couple of songs and it came back and it was just, it just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. So yeah, this is our guy. Yeah. So uh, a lot of detail goes into every part of, yeah. of the thing. And also, you know, designing album sleeves and um, and everything. And we, we try to get away from the, the typical hard rock, you know, aesthetics, if you yeah. will, and uh, do something else. You know? Yeah. Right. Something different. Uh, yeah, yeah, something different. And uh, we have girls on our covers and it's... But we didn't want to do it the, the traditional metal way. 
but to create something cool, you know, a cool yeah. image, you know. So for mouthwash, I asked a good friend of mine I used to work with her back at a, at a radio station called Bandit Rock back in the day. She was the DJ and I was the DJ and we got, she's, she's a cool, cool girl. And I decided, call her up and said, hey, I have an idea for this cover for mouthwash. And you're going to put a lime in your mouth and you're going to bite together. It's going to uh, pour down your neck and everything. Yeah. And can we take a photo of that? And she said, sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh, and um, basically the same thing for the other covers as well so, yeah yeah, right. yeah. Cool. Go, going back to the recording process for mm -hmm. a minute when when you guys write do you go into the studio with the songs written or do you guys write together in the studio and and everything comes together inside the studio uh i both i'd say um for the first recording session, the first five songs, we had rough demos, rough ideas of what we wanted to do, like for Mouthwash, an old song that was reformed into what it is today. And um, we and we actually did recorded one jam song in the studio on the spot just to get a crazy vibe out of it. It will not end up on the first album, but on the second album, because we need, some, we need to work on that. But... Uh, there's always some form of structured idea of what we want to do or what kind of groove, what type of song. And uh, when I went back to our little Dropbox folder to check out all the old demos, they have always a reference to different songs. <laughs> so there was one song uh, that um, had a reference to the British band Blur. One song was called the XTC song, XTC pop band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we have a Rammstein song. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so basically always there's some, some kind of idea from the beginning that we, you know, that morphs into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What cool. It becomes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's listen to one of those morphed songs. Here is Bug <laughs> Out of Reach. Bye. 
right, there we go. Bug out of reach mm. by yeah. pig. You know what's cool is you guys actually did a uh, an acoustic redo of that yeah. one. Yeah. So how how did that kind of come about? It was a corona session. Uh <laughs> we had been I I had the, the COVID flu, uh banging on the drummer. He caught it and Perry the senior, he caught it as well, as well as his mm. wife. Oh, and uh, bang on the drummer actually called. We had a Zoom meeting in the early January, I think. And he said, we really need to get together and do something, whatever. So <laughs> why don't you come over to the studio here in Scar and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. We had no plan. I didn't even bring an electric guitar <laughs> or an acoustic guitar. Maybe we can write some new songs. Maybe we could eat pizza and drink wine or maybe we could do whatever just to hang out and have fun with each other and uh, the good our good friend Erasmus uh, Aronborn from the bass frame player from Soilwork he helped us out with, with bass on, on a couple of tracks and uh, I, I talked to him for another reason uh, mentioning that we were going to spend some time in, in the studio and said oh can I join can I join and I said Sure, we don't know what we're going to do, but of no. course you can join. <laughs> and uh, we just sat down in the recording room. Pat took a seat by the piano and uh, laid out the chords for for the bag song. Uh, and said, "Maybe we should do an acoustic version of this. I, it's a it's a good pop song. It could yeah, fit in an acoustic environment. Yeah, and that's what we did. Yeah, we, it's a really great song." Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Really it is a pop song. song. And yeah. that is actually uh, the song that we re referred to as the the Blur song in the okay. beginning. Yeah. Oh, they have right. a song called Song 2 that yeah. is, is really laid back in the verses. Yeah. And then when the, the chorus comes, it just... <laughs> and we tried to do, if you listen to the bug song, you, you, you can hear it in the beginning. It's very soft in the beginning. And, that's a heavy part, you know. Yeah, and back to the soft chorus again. So, uh, but but it, uh, it turned out great. Yeah, it was very spontaneous. Uh, we didn't spend much time rehearsing at all. Maybe an hour or two. Yeah, and Benga set up a very simple drum kit, basically a bass drum, a snare, I think a ride cymbal and a hi hat. Uh, I used an acoustic guitar pad, played the piano. Uh, Rasmus played the the bass, and we just recorded. Yeah, and I think we did five takes, and then afterwards we we kept everything. Um, yeah. Pat had some uh, vocal harmony, I think. I had an acoustic guitar on the choruses, uh, and we added a shaker, and that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. it went to mix and. Uh, and the video part, we, we, we joked around. We said, maybe we should record this if we decide, if we turn it turns out great and we want to do a video, maybe I should bring out my iPhone, you know. <laughs> Just went around <laughs> filming it. <laughs> and you can see that in the video. It's not very yeah. structured, not very planned, but uh, for what it is, it turned out pretty yeah. okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so was it like the four of you who, who did this version also, which is not acoustic? Was it like... You and Perrin and Wengel and, and Rasmus? Uh, for the acoustic version, yes. Uh, Going back to the first recording, it was actually another bass player called Martin. Uh, okay, all who, right. Who, who's not able to play with us anymore, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he plays on the recording. And um, so, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, we have to. This is a topic. This is like phil's favorite topic of all he he meets a lot of swedish guys and they're all drummers they drink out of their horn and they of course listen to kiss yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so so yes. frederick were you a drummer in in your past life or or did you touch a drum kit because it, it would make phil's no 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 never. oh jeez no. oh. you just shattered my theory yeah come on <laughs> all the all the swedes play drums listen to kids kiss and drink out of the horns mm -hmm. well i i listen to kiss yeah i don't play drums yeah. and i don't drink out of the horn no. i use ikea just... celsius glasses okay. well there you go <laughs> so frederick we have to we have to go a little bit in deep w with kiss 
Oh, no. yeah. finally, I was just yeah. waiting for all, all this pink <laughs> shit. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get, get down to the real business. Yeah, the Wonderful. Real business. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get going. You, you <laughs> and I know one another for being like KISS, Kiss fans and, and collectors. So yeah. my question to you, what was your first experience with, with, with KISS? Oh, uh, my God. Uh, the first experience... Uh, it was actually from a Swedish magazine called Poster. Yeah. Poster magazine. And I had, when I went to, uh, in first grade, I think, or second grade, I had a good friend called Patrick. I, I was the, I was the shy kid when I was, you know, younger. And Patrick, my classmate, he was the obnoxious guy, but, but somehow we, we found each other. And uh, yeah. he had two elder brothers. And one day he came to, I think this was in second grade, uh 76 something and he brought two albums that his older brothers had at home or michael his older brother and it was queen news of the world and it was kiss destroyer and i think that was my first ever impression with kiss yeah and uh it was just amazing i was knocked out and you know we have this this small collector cards in Sweden that you could buy in, in the candy stores that I, we, we collected and we had the posters and I, I, I didn't even hear the music yet. Yeah. <laughs> but when I, as first, I, when I put it on, it, it was just a magic experience yeah. for me, you know, being yeah. eight or nine years old, seeing these cartoons, listening to the music. And of course, Destroyer has the huge impact. You know, yeah. It's a beautiful mm. album. And the first album I got was actually from my mother and it was rock and roll over. So uh, that's my first album. And I got that. I got the stickers and everything, put them up on my door, unfortunately. So I don't have them. (laughs) Um, And then just, you know, from there it went on. So I love at first sight. And after that, I got the first Kiss album, you know. Yeah. Try to learn the names of the members. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was yeah. great. I has I had a similar experience. I I actually also owned like the collector cards before yeah. I ever heard of them, and yeah. I thought it was really scary. So I I put them in in my drawer, and and then I looked at it uh, every now and then, and and I put them back because they were like too scary. <laughs> and, and and down down the block, uh, a friend of mine uh, had his cousin living there and he was like a three or four years older than us he had like black long hair and and yeah. black t-shirts and 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 looking really rock and roll and and we heard that he had a, a huge record collection and then he had like posters all over the walls so we we taunted him and say hey can couldn't we just and we were like little kids nine ten years old and one one day his, he he had it and said okay come on and we went into his room and and it was covered like all the walls and even the ceiling with kiss posters sounds even, like paradise to me yeah <laughs> even cut out like the the, the electrical like outlets uh, with with so it there was showing no walls at all and no ceiling, and he puts on Kiss Alive and just blasted and and uh, oh man, I almost shit my pants, but I, yeah. I've been a fan ever since. It's it's crazy. Are you a Kiss fan as well, Phil? Not as much as Mike is, but I I I do love Kiss. Um, I first saw Kiss on TV. I was watching. I think it was a show called Solid Gold, and this was in the early '80s, like maybe '82, '83. And I saw these guys on there and I'm like, what the hell is this? What is this? I, I'm like, I, I couldn't believe my, my eyes. I didn't really like the songs they played, but I'm like, I got to look into these guys. And our library uh, had records, vinyl records that you could check out. Well, you mentioned Destroyer. I found Destroyer there and I checked it out. It never ended up back at the library. It, I <laughs> ended up <laughs> keeping it accidentally on purpose i guess you could say but yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah cool cool so we're not talking to you um because i love kiss and you love kiss just randomly it we actually talking about you doing a cover song yeah of kiss yeah so let's play that one and and talk some more about kiss here is larger than life 
a Kiss cover by Pig. There you go. than life the kiss cover by pig mike yeah what do you think what do you holy think holy shit holy shit <laughs> i i mean the first i'm 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 sort of like one of those kiss nerds that are uh, uh, really obnoxious when it comes to like covers and 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 people people dressing up and doing the tribute show and and so forth um i don't know why there is something wrong with me perhaps i don't know but this song Damn, that's something completely different. Frederick, what yeah, the yeah. hell? It's, <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> it's a great cover, man. Yeah, I know. Well, we... I was not expecting this when, when I heard it. It, it. You took it down. Oh, tell me about it, man. Well, we when when Per when he sings and he he, he can, if he, he wants to, really, really sound like Gene Simmons. And he's yeah. a big fan of Gene Simmons as, as a singer yeah. uh, and as a songwriter. And um, I don't know, this, this goes back quite a few, maybe 10 or 12 years. Okay. When Parr was planning on doing a cover of Larger Than Life for one of his solo albums, actually. Yeah. And he sent me this rough track with a, with a basic drum loop, you know, him singing the first verse. And nothing else. And uh, 
this popped into my mind when we were um, uh, going into the pig songwriting. Do you still have that demo of, of Larger Than Life that you sent me way, way back? I said, well, maybe, I think so. And we dug it out of the archives and uh, I said, well, let's do it just for fun and just yeah. because we love Kiss and yeah. uh, just because it's, you, you, do, you don't do Kiss covers. So that's one reason to do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we decided to uh, uh, give it our own take, yeah. piggify it, if you will. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, I think it's not even in the same key as the original version. Uh, and we, when it came to the solo, uh, there was actually one thought from the beginning to ask Bruce Kulik to do the solo. Yeah. Because I went to the Kiss Cruise in 2019, it must be. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was on the trip and I was actually planning on asking Bruce to, uh, if he would be able, would be interested. And of course, Bob Kulik plays on the, uh, and, yeah. um, but uh, I, I didn't have the guts to go up to him and ask him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also his brother was not in the best, well, how you should put it best mental shape no no i had a big fallout on, um, yeah. over things so yeah just didn't feel right to ask him no. and of course i could email him afterwards i had his email address but we decided actually to uh, to go down another path uh, and ask another guest guitarist so i, I talked to uh, jen majura from evanescence Okay, cool. uh, who I met at the free guitar camp with Matthias Eklund from Free Kitchen a couple yeah. of years back. So I emailed her and she said, sure, absolutely. I would love to help out. And uh, after the COVID hit badly, so uh, she, um, you know, she had a lot of things to take care of with Evanescence. And, and I asked her again and uh, she said, well, maybe I can fit it in. And yeah, it just fell apart okay. all the way. Right. So... Uh, there's a Swedish saying, sometimes you don't see the woods because all the trees that are in the way. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Phil? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we have a similar <laughs> saying over here. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I asked my good friend, Matthias Eklund, who, uh, if he wanted to do the solo. Uh, and, he, and he did. Yeah. Uh, we did. It was just crazy. He turned up to the... Um, to the session without a guitar and without an amp. <laughs> And I said, well, how are we going to do this? Well, you have a guitar, you know, don't you? Somewhere in the studio. Yeah, sure. So he used my old Yamaha Pacifica with dirty strings. And uh, what about amps? Well, I have a Marshall plug in my recording system. Why yeah. don't we use that? So um, he did 10 takes and then pair edited it all together to this crazy solo. So it's not performed. It's just a heavy edit. That yeah. solo. Oh, wow. But it turned out great, and uh, we asked a good friend Rebecca to uh, to play the bass. She's a great, great bass player. Uh, place would play with a Swedish act called um, Let's see now, Art Nation, I think. Okay, melodic cool. rock. Yeah, and uh, she also plays with a Swedish artist called uh, Timo Reisenen, Swedish oh. Swedish guy, pop. Cool. And uh, well, it all came together to this larger than life song so yeah i'm it, pretty satisfied with it and yeah uh, hope, hope I, I did a great great job mixing it yeah well, so. i think it's it's a it's a great version because it's it's like you said I, i'm going to use that pigified it because it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of bands tend to go and try to copy the original oh, no 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 i i think that's that's the part that i don't like and and, yeah. and this one is sort of like it stands out well thank it's, you it's a really really mm. good song yeah, thank really you so good much. song, and 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 speaking of Bob Kulik, Phil is almost as cool as you and I because we actually met him together in in, yeah. in Vegas oh, in, really? two, in yeah. early two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. yeah, so he, he was in better shape then. So, uh, yeah. well, he was cool. He was telling us about the Kiss crew and Cruz and and uh, playing with his brother and yeah. I pestered him about, of, of course, the live two recordings. So uh, I don't know how happy he was about that. We we were at a party, but but still, it was a lot of fun. So so um, 
Phil, he's almost as cool as us. Yeah, see? Yeah, almost, almost a Swede, almost a, a, a true Kiss fan. He met Bob Kulik, say, hey, how's it yeah. going? But, so yeah. there you go. I, I, I almost fit in, almost. <laughs> yeah. almost. Almost fit in. <laughs> I, I'm pretty mad. Just This is a funny story, of course, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty pissed off with Bruce Kulik. He pissed me off three times. Okay. The first okay. time. <laughs> Okay. It's just for fun. The first time was back in 1984 when he was the new member in KISS. Yeah, uh, We were hanging outside the hotel to get autographs from everybody. And uh, nobody turned up except Bruce, who came down and wrote autographs for everybody. Yeah. And then my good friend Roger, he, he said, what, what are, I'll take a photograph of you and Bruce. And I said, oh, well, cool. And he did. And when, we, uh, when the picture, you know, when we got the picture, somebody held a hand in front of my face. All you see is Bruce on one side. So, oh, <laughs> oh, man. totally missed opportunity. Totally oh. missed opportunity. Oh man! Then when the kids went came to Sweden back in '88, uh, I think for the um, uh, for the tour, we actually went to the the airport here in Gothenburg uh, to get autographs from the band, and we got autographs. And I had my Kiss the Originals album. And I went up to Paul Stanley to get it signed, and, and he signed it very beautifully. And then comes Bruce and decided to sign that album as well, but he's not on that album. So he, oh, why did oh. he do that? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And on the Kiss Cruise, and on the Kiss Cruise in 2019, I was in the line for, for you know, for, for getting autographs from, from, from all the bands, including Bruce Kulik. And it was a long line of people standing, waiting to get. And then comes the crew member and says, well, we have to draw the line somewhere. And the line goes right here. So you're not getting any of <laughs> Oh, man. Three times he pissed me off, Bruce. (laughs) Just kidding, of course. He's a great guy and did a great show. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I should show you that photograph from 84. uh, (laughs) I I look like a dork, pimples everywhere. (laughs) Still do look like a dork, but (laughs) with glasses now. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, let's get back to Pig. And you mentioned uh, a while back, you guys got a new record uh, coming out here very soon. Anything you want to share about the record? Any little teasers or? Well, um, we decided on the title of the album. So maybe I could share that. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't. Well, what (laughs) heck? I didn't talk to theirs, but it will be, it it has a reference to uh, an album that at least Per and I listened to way back way way back uh, not a rock album pop album so the album will be called smog alert smog oh. alert uh, cool so nice. uh, yeah and it has a very specific reference to a song on a specific pop album by an artist that we both love very much cool. <laughs> how many awesome. songs have you recorded? there will be 10 tracks on the album 10 tracks okay. 10 tracks um yeah yeah all right yeah, cool. cool. So we're we're aiming for I think September. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. just finishing up. We we do the mixing for actually today. We're mixing a new new song called yeah. uh, "Ride My Pony." Oh, nice. It doesn't sound very hard rock or very metal, but but <laughs> it, it it's it has a Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age kind of energy to it. And uh, okay, yeah. Gonna Are you great. releasing the album physical? Or just absolutely we're, yeah. we're big vinyl nerds so uh, oh, the, cool. the goal was always to get that perfect right. vinyl you know, with a nice cover nice details on the uh, inner sleeves and everything the lyrics on place oh, everything man. yeah so sign yeah. me up i want to yeah, buy of course right now <laughs> be the first one standing in the line first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 sure yeah. Cool. so absolutely and uh we actually decided on the cover a couple of weeks back so it's going to be great kind of stylish uh, oh, sure. Not sure. very hard rock or, or metal in any way, but uh, we did a great photo session with a good friend of mine. Uh, Jonas, our photographer, is a great photographer, and uh, he all, did all the pictures of, of the band and all the covers and everything. And uh, we did a session for uh, for a song that we would we thought was going to be on the, the album, but we need to rework it for for maybe album number two yeah 
and we we have even went so far to uh, as to taking a picture for, for the cover. Uh, but that picture turned out so great that we decided to use it as uh, as the album cover. It's really cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Can't wait to see it. So, other than the new record, any plans for the future? Touring, assuming COVID lets up and you can go out and tour. Well, the basic idea is to uh, to, to get the album out, and uh, of course, we want to play live, um, which we we never, almost never played together. You know, we, we rehearsed a few times, but almost every song is you know created in the studio and we do a lot of editing so there, there are no live recordings you know we heavily edited everything so we basically need to get together and rehearse that's what we need to do uh, and we will do that later this summer um, to prepare for the release of the album uh, we maybe free release shows yeah Ooh. and uh, we're Three members of the band, we need to bring in a bass player, maybe need another guitar player, maybe some singer or keyboard player. I don't know. So we, there's not going to be three people on stage, maybe up to five, six or something, just to be able to recreate what we did with the recordings. All right. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Sounds fun. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So people out there listening, check out Pig. And thank you, Frederick, for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, thank you pig is on spotify give them some love they're on social media too and hook them up and uh, be on the lookout for uh the The album out in september on vinyl on On vinyl vinyl. and on your streaming devices and everything and uh before we go i need to say a a big thank you for for uh for you know, putting the spotlight on Pig, we really appreciate it. And uh, you're doing a great podcast. It's really nice listening to you. So uh, thank you so much. You're doing thank a great you. job. So yeah. All right. Thank good you. fun. Good fun. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. And check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we also have a Spotify playlist where you can find all the great music from the show, like Pig. All mm-hmm. of the songs is coming up there uh, tomorrow, I think. So uh, check that out. And Phil, any last words? Later. Later. This has been the Sounds on Vinyl B Side Show, hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer. Sounds on Vinyl B Sides is produced by Boost Hound Entertainment. Intro and outro music by Grand Reserva. Thank you for listening and for your motherfucking support. <laughs>